Wait for everybody to make their way on in here. Have your Bibles. We're finishing up Ruth today. Ruth chapter 4. This will be the conclusion. be able to get through the class here pretty quickly, have some time for either reflection on Ruth or uh, whatever you need to do. So Ruth chapter 4, up to this point, it's kind of been all leading to, uh, to the crossroads here and kind of we see how Boaz handles his situation with Ruth and if he's going to take, take him, uh, you know, be be worthy to his uh, his oath that he uh, he gave to her. So we're going to start reading in verse one. Now Boaz went to to the gate and sat down there, and behold, a close relative, or mine says close relative, but it's also redeemer, uh, the word there. A close relative of whom Boaz spoke was passing by, and he said, "Turn aside, friend, sit down here." And he turned aside and sat down. Uh, now, one thing to take note of here is when it's talking about up to the gate, um, in a lot of, you, you see this in a lot of Middle Eastern and Southern Asian countries, um, uh, the, the marketplace, there's places where people congregate. It's where they relax, it's where they eat, it's where they, uh, they're often seen with each other and where they, um, they do various things. There's even legal proceedings that are carried out here. And, and that's what we're going to be kind of going into is, uh, this is kind of a general congregation of the, of the city. And that's where he is. And so he sees, uh, again, this, this redeemer, somebody who's closer in relation to, um, Naomi's family, Emelik. And he asked him to turn her aside and sit down with them. And then he took ten men of the city, uh, in verse 2, he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. Again, that's another reason why he was able to, to get more people uh, to sit down with them, the, the rulers of the city, because they were already going to that area. <clears throat> and in verse 3, he said to the, again, mine says closest relative, but the Redeemer, uh, Naomi has come back from the land of Moab. Uh, who has come back from the land of Moab? Has to sell the piece of land which belonged to our brother Emelech. So I thought to inform you, saying, buy it before those who are sitting here and before the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if not, tell me that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it. And I am after you. And he said, I will redeem it. So again, we, uh, we're talking about the laws here. She still has rights to that land. She might have to, uh, might not have money to uh, buy her land back. And that's why she's asking for it to be redeemed. Or she needs the money. She wants the land in her possession to be sold. So there's a couple different ways that uh, that could have been played out. Um, 
And again, he is the closest relative, so he's giving him that opportunity to buy that land back. Uh, and here, he takes him up on it. He says, that's fine, I will redeem it. Um, then Boaz said, on the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also acquire Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of the deceased, in order to raise up the name of the deceased on his inheritance. So we have those two laws that are being, um, at this point, they're being conjoined because of that. The, the law of inheritance where, um, again, they have to uh, carry on uh, Emlech and his son's name. So in verse 6, we see the closest relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself because I would jeopardize my own inheritance. Redeem it for yourself. You may have my right of redemption for I cannot redeem it. And so this guy's concerned about if he has a male heir through Ruth, then that heir would get not only her inheritance, but also his inheritance. So that's what he's worried about. Um, and so he, he denies, he turns down that, that offer, which again, which opens up, since he's denying it, opens up that possibility for Boaz to take that opportunity to do, to redeem Naomi's land and fulfill that, uh, that law for, uh, for Ruth to have, uh, children. Now in verse 7, now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning the redemption and the exchange of land to confirm any matter. A man removed his sandal and gave it to another, and this was the manner of attestation in Israel. Thankfully, we don't have that uh, custom anymore. I like my shoes. Um, I don't, it's kind of an interesting um, custom, take off your sandal and give it to the other guy, but uh, that's something that they did, and you can see that um, back in Genesis, and even some uh, supporting documents to support the Old Testament, you can see that, and so that's an interesting custom. I would be interested to see how that started, but uh, we, we don't know, so that's something that we're going to have to ask God one of these days. So, in verse 8, so the closest relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses today that I have bought the land, uh, bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Imelech and all that belonged to Chilon and Maelon. Moreover, I have acquired Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Maholon, to be my wife in order to raise up the name of the deceased on his inheritance." so that the name of the deceased will not be cut off from his brothers or from the court of his birthplace. You are witnesses today. And I'm going to stop there. Um, Boaz set this up perfectly. Uh, he, he knew the laws of the Old Testament. He knew what it would take. Um, he knew uh, the customs of the time. Uh, so he was a very knowledgeable person, you can tell, and, and, and uh, knew about the laws that were pertaining to this, and had it set up perfectly so that way 
Um, there were witnesses and obviously pe- people of, of respect that were there to be witnesses and enough of them for it to be a legal proceeding. Uh, so you can see his, um, his, uh, his knowledge and his epi- uh, being able to apply it. And it worked out obviously well for him. And uh, verse 11. All the people who were in the court and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, both of whom built the house of Israel. And may you achieve wealth in Epirath and become famous in Bethlehem. Moreover, may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judith, Judah, uh, through the offspring which the Lord will give you by this young woman. So they're, they're giving him a blessing. And actually you will see this blessing, uh, will, con- will actually be, uh, I don't know if you'd say it'd be fulfilled, but, um, God did bless, uh, Boaz. And we'll see here in a little while. And not only that, but, uh, he's referring to, uh, the house of Perez, whom Tamar, that's his, part of his lineage. You'll see that also, that that's part of his ancestors. Um, so, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went in her. And the Lord enabled her to conceive. Um, enabled also is gave her conception, uh, is another way to say that. And she gave birth to a son. It's interesting because um, she was married for about 10 years, uh, that's how much they lived in the land. It didn't say how long they were married for, but um, you would think that that would be enough time to birth a child. Um, so for whatever reason, she didn't. But now that she was married to Boaz, she was able to. Uh, part of God's plan, part of his providence, um, we can only assume so because of how this is laid out and what happens because of it. Verse 14, Then the woman said to Naomi, Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed is the Lord who has not left you without a Redeemer today, and may his name be famous in Israel. Again, he's getting blessed again uh, by the women of the the area, giving blessings to um, Boaz. May he also be with you, be to you, a restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her lap and became his nurse. And the women gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. So they named him Obed. And that name might sound familiar. He is the father of Jesse and the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. To Perez was born Hezron, to Hezron was born Ram, to Ram Abinadab, and to Abinadab was born Nashon, to Nashon Salmon, to Salmon was born Boaz, to Boaz Obed, and Obed was born to Jesse, and Jesse David. And obviously uh, we talked about this before, but that history is important because of what continues from that line of succession, and that is the Messiah. And so there's, um, well, and it stops at David here uh, because the author, most likely, they think most likely Samuel, who uh, 
who documented it. Um, well, here we see after this, it goes on in Samuel, but he wrote this about the time of the kings. And uh, it was important for that because it, uh, again, shows that history and that lineage. And there, the Jews were very, um, um, they documented a lot of that for a reason. And that's to show uh, who the Messiah was from, since that was important for God's prophecies about that. Now, one thing I want to look at, since that concludes our, our reading of Ruth, is um, Boaz's uh, mention of being a redeemer, uh, and we talked about we, we we talked about what it took to be a redeemer. Uh, it took about four things, and uh, I kind of gave some insight on thinking about Jesus being our redeemer. It's an interesting term that they use that, and now that Jesus is called our redeemer. So that I wanted to go back and look at those four um, requirements for being a redeemer and then apply those to Christ being our redeemer. Um, well, first of all, the redeemer, this wasn't one of the requirements, but their job was taking, again, responsibility for protecting the interests of needy members of the extended family. Um, so, Again, first of all, they must be a blood relative. And again, Boaz was obviously related to Naomi's deceased husband, Amalek. He must be capable of redeeming. Uh, in this case, with Boaz, he had the financial means to do that. And, and again, he, uh, financial means to buy the land and to marry Ruth. So that was the second one. They must be willing. They must have that desire to. And with Boaz, he was glad that Ruth um, asked him. You know, she approached him and, and asked him to be uh, the kinsman redeemer. And the fourth one is that they have to actually go through the process. You can have uh, the desire. You could say that you're going to, but it obviously won't go into play unless you go through the actions of doing it, go through the process of doing it. So with Jesus... Let's cover those four, those four uh, kind of requirements. So Jesus was born a human. He's born in the flesh. And that makes us our his, you know, uh, blood relative. Because of his sinless state, Jesus was uh, capable of purchasing and redeeming uh, us, redeeming the, for the sins of all of us. Because of his obedience... Jesus was willing. He um, was sinless. He came on his own accord, lived a sinless life on his own accord, uh, and he had that because he had that desire to redeem us. And because of his crucifixion, he went through the process and completed that uh, process of atonement, which by that means our salvation. So... Because of those four reasons, uh, Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. There are some uh, there are some lessons um, from Ruth that I wanted to to look at. Um, some points to uh, to focus on and think about and to uh, and to meditate on. Um, like Ruth, remember we talked about the time of the kings. How there's a lot of turmoil. In the society, it was it was a pretty rough time uh, during that because they weren't uh, faithful to the promise that they made with God. But like Ruth, uh, we need to be, and I would even say, uh, and Boaz, um, 
we need to be shining lights in the midst of darkness, no matter what is going on around us. You know, um, some people think when Trump gets reelected, our city, our country is going to go downhill. Some things when Bernie gets elected, our country is going to go downhill. It doesn't matter what goes on with this country. Um, we are to be a shining light, no matter what, uh, following God's word and exemplifying His example. Um, so, individual individual faithfulness uh, in a time when the nation might not be faithful. Um, that's what we are supposed to focus on as as being that light for God, um, being faithful to Him, and uh, sharing that with others. Uh, we see all through the Old Testament that bad times bring out the best in people. Sometimes during the good times we see people get um, not as uh, motivated, not as on fire, uh, that they should be not as passionate uh, for the Lord. Um, but bad times bring that out, and we see that all through the Old Testament. Um, when hardships, uh, we also see that when hardships enter our life, uh, we still stay um, faithful to the Lord. We're supposed to still rely on Him. Um, again, this is something that we need to do in good times and hard times. But people tend to, there, it depends on the personality from what I've seen. There are some people that will drift away in good times and some people that will drift away in bad times. A lot of the time when we have hardships, we blame God for that. And um, I don't know why we do that, but uh, that is a tendency. And so that's something we need to be careful about. Um, another thing is what, kind of what we started out talking about is our God is amazing. Um, he is good to his people. Uh, he blesses us uh, infinitely. Amount, uh, we can't even understand or comprehend how much he blesses us. Uh, but at the same time, we need to be careful about about how we approach that because um, he blesses us, he rewards us, he protects us, he shows kindness to us. But not all that's physical, and that's one thing that we need to take note of. Um, spiritually, he blesses us, uh, again, amazingly, um, but we're not promised to be blessed physically. Um, in fact, uh, you know, he tells the Israelites that they'll be blessed if they do certain things. And he tells us that we will be blessed certain, do, by, by doing certain things. But those blessings for us, that promise to us is spiritual. If you have um, people telling you that you'll be blessed physically, that's something to be cautious about. Because in the New Testament, uh, Christians... What we are promised is is trials and temptations. Um, we're not blessed. We're not uh, promised to be blessed physically. So if somebody's promising that, and there's even a term for it, prosperity gospel, um, you should be really cautious about that And because um, that's not taught in the New Testament. Um, we are given proverbial truths about if you do this, life will go better for you. That's not always the case. Um, so, again... Um, Take note of that and research that. God does say he will provide for our needs. Uh, but a lot of us think that some things that are wants and desires are needs. Um, having a uh, retirement, a stock 401k or pension plan is a need. That is not. Um, some of us think that physical health is a need. That is not. 
Some of us think that mental health is a need. That is not. He provides for our basic needs. Um, and there's always ways we can improve. There's always ways we can get better. Um, but uh, that uh, he provides for our needs and, and um, spiritually provides for us. And that's something that we should strive for is improving ourselves and being blessed by God. But be careful about what we demand of God and what we ask of him. Um, so that's all, that's all that we're promised. We also see throughout, uh, throughout Ruth, another lesson is, um, our God needs to be our one and only God. Um, let's strive to remain loyal to Him and Him alone and not, uh, let things of this life, let, um, other things take the place of, of Him. Let's be, uh, again, faithful and true to Him. We also see that gener- generation gaps um, need not occur. They're not, they shouldn't occur. We should be able to have relationships and be close to people of every age range, um, especially those of the, the brotherhood, those of, that are family. Um, we should be able to interact and encourage and teach and learn uh, from all those around us. Uh, this is kind of a um, kind of already been covered, but we need to be faithful regardless of the circumstances he gives us. We see uh, with again Boaz that relationship with Boaz and his and, and people underneath him that um, employers, employees, subordinates, bosses um, that relationship is important and. If we are true to the Lord, it's going to be good business, right? We're going to form relationships with people that we work with and encourage each other, and they will see God, and 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 optimally, you know, they will learn to know God through that relationship. We'll see with Ruth that uh, a good reputation is a good thing. Um, that's something... It's, that's a great introduction to somebody. If they hear about your reputation and then they, they get to know you, um, that's something that uh, is admirable, is to keep, is your reputation, um, that people think highly of you. It's not always needed, obviously, because people, there's, there's again, you're going to have per, be persecuted because of you being a Christian, and there's people that will be doing the persecution of you and, and talking bad about you. But if we don't give them things to talk about, that are bad if we're are if we are merciful if we are uh, righteous as much as possible you know obviously we we stumble and fall at that but we do our best and we treat people with respect um that goes a long way for our reputation and for uh just us being our relationships with others um being steadfast. There's something said for being steadfast and committed to God. Um, we went through as we went through Judges. We saw that there were some people that did amazing things for God, 
but even close to the end that they turned away and they followed idols and they followed uh, and they influenced others to do the same or they um, they didn't uh, continue the fight to the end so our commitment and our steadfastness to the Lord is important and that's something that we should focus on our faith uh, love again that's something that continues on into into eternity into the afterlife is our love um, so let us grow that self sacrifice um, I think Ruth is a great example of that hard work how important it is to work hard in, in everything that we do those are all qualities that are, are needed in the church and needed uh, for us to to um, show and and have a part of our character. Uh, we see through Proverbs that a good name or a reputation is better than great riches. And again, we see that here. Um, Naomi and Ruth had nothing, uh, but Naomi had a reputation that followed her, and that ended up being something that helped provide for them. And we see this through the New Testament and also uh, in parts of the Old Testament, but a woman's inward character is more impressive um, and it should be more impressive to a godly man than outwardly looks, outward outward beauty. Um, so I know we all, I'm not just saying women, we all put um, emphasis on looking good and uh, being attractive to the opposite gender. But... Uh, hopefully we put more time on, on working on our, ourselves, our inward, our inward character. Uh, we see that um, men of character are needed in, in the church, in God's people. Um, godly, you know, people who search after God and who, who desire to be what he wants us to be, something that um, is needed. Something else, we, we must not uh, be slothful to carry out God's law and do what's right. Sometimes we know what's right, and we don't do it. And we read in, in the New Testament, that's a sin. If we know what's right and don't, not do it. Let us... First of all, study and know what's right. And then knowing what's right, let's, let's do it. Let's carry out what needs to be done. Um, remember that Naomi was a Moabitess, somebody who was not a friend of the Israelites, someone who was kind of looked down upon. Um, and throughout the Bible, we see that God supports the underdog. And that's something that we should definitely um, take upon ourselves, is that sometimes we, we deem ourselves uh, unimportant. Or, <clears throat> I mean, we're supposed to be humble, but we're not supposed to put ourselves down. So there's a difference there. We're supposed to put others before ourselves, but that doesn't mean putting ourselves down. Right? Um, God... God uses so-called unimportant people 
for his plans. We see that all throughout the Bible. We see the underdog do amazing things because of God. And so let us never discount ourselves as being um, someone who can't do amazing things for God. So as we, uh, as we focus on these, the scripture and, and these lessons that are learned from the scripture, um, uh, let's, let's dwell upon them, meditate upon them. Uh, again, write the scripture on our hearts and learn the lessons that God has for us. Uh, thank you for uh, this quarter. Next quarter, we're going to be going into First uh, and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. And um, Bob Lawrence is going to be teaching that in here. Uh, are there any, I think we have a couple more minutes, any questions or comments, anything that's come up? Um, I know it's kind of a spur of the moment thing, but if there is anything that comes up, anything that I need to correct, anything that I need to uh, address, please let me know. Uh, it's good to have feedback from people because we all have different uh, knowledge bases about the Bible. We all have different perspectives on how to approach it. And so if there's anything that I said in error or anything that um, even that you agree with that uh, that, uh, that the scriptures talk about, uh, feel free to approach me about that and touch base with me. Uh, I was encouraged, uh, am encouraged and uh Educated by people that have come up and talked to me and asked me questions and and brought up um, whether it be facts or different scriptures that would be good to address. So thank you all for the class. We got a little early, so we use the time to either read or fellowship and and uh, see y'all in worship.